are back on the podcast shw this is our wrestling it's me b double it's uh gb gerard bonner my broadcast partner and we are coming off the heels of our big return show this past friday the rumble jack happened it came and went yes how you feeling buddy man you know what i'm safe i'm alive to tell the story uh and it was amazing i mean like apparently we've got the wrestling world talking which is what shw does so I'm totally good with it, and I, I am admittedly still buzzing off of uh, what was an incredible Rumble Jack. We knew it was going to be amazing to get the SHW faithful back. I think that uh, it blew everybody away in terms of how many people showed up, uh, in terms of the event itself. Everything was just amazing. It's good to be back at SHW. Yes, indeed it was. And uh, I, I finally have somewhat got my voice back. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. Uh, if you've gone and watched the show on IWTV, you mm -hmm. can hear throughout the show, I gradually uh, start to blow my voice out. I pulled a Michael Cole at WrestleMania. And <laughs> yes. Like, but because it was just so exciting. It was such a it huge was. show. It was so uh, great to be back off to, yeah. after almost uh, six months off. Yeah. And uh, we returned in a big way. Yes. And, uh, of course, uh, I mean, it was just, how, how can you get any bigger than Rumble Jack? What a way to return. <laughs> what a way to return. And I mean, it was just, it was fantastic. I mean, I, I don't have enough adjectives to describe really how incredible it was. Just the feeling, first of all, of seeing everybody again. Um, nobody was really sure what was, would happen, you know, how many people would show up, what would the energy be like. And uh, for an event to have only gone on sale three hours before bell time, you know? <laughs> I mean, like, we have to consider that, you know? This was the first event where we didn't do pre-sale tickets. And so I know, you know, Gary and Dylan were all worried about who's gonna show up, et cetera, et cetera. And I was like, guys, it's gonna be great. Like, people love SHW. We'll and be fine. Yeah, I literally, and they're like, yeah, okay. <laughs> And anyway, uh, speaking yeah. of which, uh, we got one of the guys, the masterminds behind putting this whole show together and a guy that honestly, I'm surprised we haven't had on the show just yet, uh, yeah. but he's the booker for SHW. Gosh, I, I should have asked ahead of time. I don't know what we're going to call him uh, because the either. other night, the other night, the booker of SHW was called Dylan James. Yeah. Uh, so let's go with that. And we, we'll we know him as one of the faces of Frymeyer. Uh, yes. Sometimes, yes. you know, him as sunny days. Mm -hmm. uh, or Dylan Frymeyer, whatever you want to mm -hmm. call him. Yeah. Uh, he is our guest on this week's show. So without any further ado, here he is, uh, Dylan James Frymeyer, Sunny Days. <laughs> Check it out. <laughs> All right, guys, we've got another great interview lined up for you today. And listen, if you were at the Rumble, Jack, you understand how big of a deal it was. And if you followed SHW at all, you need to understand the brainchild behind what gets produced on the first Friday of every month for now nearly two years. This is one of those behind the scenes guys that really makes everything work for more places than you think. So it's an honor to have him hanging out with us today. It's the boss man, Dylan. The artist formerly known as. No, it's Dylan. He's hanging out with us today. Dylan, what's going on, buddy? Not too much, man. Recovering from the weekend. That's it. <sighs> but um, And what a weekend it was. It, it was good to feel have some kind of feel normalcy, for sure. Yeah. Mm -hmm. you know? yeah. 
I was telling before we got you on here, I was just telling GB, like my voice is finally mostly back at this point. Right. Because uh, <laughs> I definitely blew it out on Friday night during the show. And I forgot yeah. to grab some bottled water and we didn't have an intermission because we just packed all the action in there. And so I, at some point, and, and you know this because you're the or you or whoever's editing the show, uh, right. heard, oh, Brandon sounds a little raspy there throughout the show because it gradually <laughs> yeah, got we, a little we more skipped intermission. We skipped intermission to try to keep everyone in their seats. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it, it was a great night. Um, yes. So, so yeah, speak on that a little bit. I mean, we talked, I mean, you and I uh, talked briefly and, and we saw you're going to have the, the Twitter trolls and the online sure people uh giving you crap but we knew that before the show even happened that there were going to be people griping about why are you doing the show why are you doing an indoor show um i mean talk to that a little bit and your thoughts obviously we put a bunch of protocols in place as much as we could um but just just what are your thoughts on, on some of that some of the feedback yeah um you know going through this whole process we weren't sure what we were gonna do and then um gary and i just uh, got together and um, came up with some ideas of, you know, we wanted to do it inside so that we didn't lose our production value. Yeah. And, um, but we also wanted to make it safe. But also the most important thing was for people to feel comfortable, no matter which side of the fence you're on in this time, because this is a time where everyone's on different side of the fences and I'm one of those guys that's in the, you know, I'm actually trying to build the fence. So I'm in the middle, <laughs> right. probably using the, the hammer on the fence. So, um, you know, I don't have a real opinion one way or the other, um, at least not a like controversial opinion or what whatnot. So when it came to discussing it, you know, I came up with the idea of just giving the person a chair and letting them sit wherever they want. I mean, that building's huge. We've had a, you know, a thousand people in there before. So um, I felt like that was the, not to say that it would take responsibility from us, but it was a way to let people choose how they felt comfortable. And, um, I mean, it's kind of the same thing as like outside show. You can sit wherever you want. I mean, like get the open air. But um, so that was the the theory behind it is just wanted people to be comfortable with whatever they chose to do. If they chose to wear a mask, be comfortable wearing that, doing that. If they chose not to, we understand. Um, so, and I also felt like my opinion is, you know, if you're wearing your mask, you're you're safe from those that aren't. In, in that theory, if you're using your hand sanitizer and all that stuff. So if, if the mask is just to protect you from others. So GB that, and I, GB and I were sitting at the commentary table, <clears throat> anytime we did get up and move around, you know, we threw the mask on, but it was funny. We both had our little uh, spray bottle of hand sanitizer right. and, and, and don't get me wrong. Like I love seeing everybody and we've missed everybody for nearly six months, but it was so funny because like whenever the wrestlers or the refs or anybody would come by at the table, they would want a fist bump or, or high five right. or, or handshake us. And so like we, we would do that. And then both of us would like do the quick little, yeah. and then like two seconds later, another one would come by and give us a fist yeah. bump. And we were like constantly like, okay. <laughs> like it's like an arrestors, It's hard. Like that's been one of the hardest things is like not like the first thing you do is like go to shake someone's hand. So exactly. Yeah. It's just yeah. a, it's a crazy time. Yeah. It is an absolutely crazy time. I am curious to your thoughts of, how you think the night went. I know, you know, anytime you're planning an event, you're concerned about will people show up? Um, how will people receive things? And, you know, we tried something we've never tried before. No right. pre-sale to tickets. Like, you yeah. know, tickets going on sale three hours before the event. Um, how do you, what were your thoughts on it looking back in terms of uh, how many people showed up, how people received things? What were you thinking? Yeah, I mean, heading into the event, um, I was thinking, you know, we'd be lucky if we hit, a, you know, 150 people. Um, that's That was kind of where I was, I just didn't know. And, um, you know, not having that pre-sale was definitely something that's, especially for an event like the Rumble Jack, where you have, you know, a high uh, payroll. Um, you got a lot of guys on the show. And um, you're just, you just want to break even, put on a show, get the first one out of the way. And, um yeah, you just, you know, 
it goes back to not knowing how comfortable someone is. Um, you know, I respect, you know, everyone's opinion on whatever, however they feel. So like if someone came to the show and they weren't comfortable, for instance, one of the wrestlers, if they weren't comfortable with the show, I would have said, you know, I understand. And I would have worked around it because this is just one of those times where you just don't know. So, um, and the same thing with the fans. So we, we weren't sure what was going to happen. Um, and then, you know, I was upstairs getting ready for the event. And when I come down and hear there's over 300 people in there, I was, right. I was blown, blown away. So, yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, for us to, I, th I believe before the pandemic, we were averaging 500. Mm -hmm. So for there to be 360 plus people there was, you know, pretty crazy. And it just shows that all the hard work that we've done leading up to this point um, has paid off. And we got a loyal fan base, I believe. So that's, that's a pretty cool feeling. And especially for them that want to take a chance. You know, it definitely was a, a show where we were, taking a chance on ourselves and um, and seeing what happened. And for fans to come out, buy a ticket, and then also just, you know, go with the uncertain times and, and just want to enjoy the show. It just, it feels like one of those things where, you know, we've all been dealing with this for over six months now and people just want to get back to some kind of normalcy. And, um, so I think that's just, you know, a step towards that. Yeah. So you talked about, uh, or GB, you kind of asked about how you thought the show went overall. Like, I'm curious, is the show itself, uh, the matches, how they were laid out, how they played out? Because a lot of people probably don't even think about this, don't realize this, but you as the booker putting all this stuff together, it, you had to deal with some guys that did have to drop out uh, sure. that were initially going to be there, uh, not – whether it was a pandemic or whether it was uh, AEW uh, deals that they had to commit to or whatever, or whatever the case may have been. Um, despite all of that, like all that craziness, uh, people dropping in and out left and right, whatever it may be. Right. How do you think it all played out overall despite all that? Yeah. Stuff? Um, yeah. You gotta, you gotta be ready to roll with the punches. And um, you know, I, had an idea of the AEW stuff coming up. Um, so I was kind of aware of who I might lose. And so when you get the, you know, news that you're going to lose someone like Lee Johnson, you know, you just want to kind of put on a match that's going to excite people. And then, you know, two of the best wrestlers in the state um, with Chip Day and, and AC Mac, mm -hmm. I felt comfortable going into that with, um, over the match with Lee Johnson. So um, I appreciate Chip for filling in for that one. And um, you just, yeah, like you like I said, you just want to excite the fans. When it comes to the Rumble Jack, you know, spots just opened up and then it was more like who who's available, but it was also like what gets people excited or what gets people talking or how's it going to, and I think we hit those things. I think we did it. Um, stuff for the the fans we excited some of the fans and then we also did stuff that was inside baseball a little bit but right. but it, but it got people talking and you know what i wanted to get out of the whole night was a sense of community um you know gary is gary loves to stir up and um, whoa, whoa 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 what yeah <laughs> i've never and noticed gary that. would do that <laughs> wow <laughs> and um and I support Gary and I'm with Gary, but you know, when, you know, when it came to creating a little bit of story that we did, um, working with Todd Sexton and Matt Hankins and stuff like that, I think it was just a sense of community for Georgia wrestling. Um, so that was a, I think a special moment in the rumble Jack yeah. and, um, even guys like Terry Lawler, um, mm -hmm. that was cool. Yeah. yeah, I mean, for me, it was I, when I asked them, you know, I assumed people would know who Terry Lawler was. But, um, you know, when I moved to Georgia, you know, he was one of the first guys I, you know, knew on the NDC. And so, and I actually booked his retirement show wow, um, where he wrestled Chip Day. So 
too. I asked him if he would come out of retirement uh, for this, and he and he did. So that was pretty cool. And I mean, the feedback that I've gotten on the Rumble Jack and how it was laid out and and everything from A to Z um, has been overwhelming and and very exciting. So um, I really appreciate all of that because it, you know, you change one guy and it takes couple of hours of writing it changes a couple of hours of writing so um you know everything just kind of fell in place and and uh I thought it was a great night yeah yeah it, it was amazing to watch how it played out and um for me I think I got so caught up in the story of the other promotions showing up for right. me that was one of those it it felt like, oh my God, there's a Georgia invasion happening. And like, holy cow, like this is not supposed to happen. Like this is crazy. And so for me, that was one of my favorite moments. And I think it was amazing to see, you know, because in, in matches like a Rumble Jack, it can be very hard to keep things moving um, right. and to have multiple stories being told so well. Like that's a gift, dude. So kudos to you because that's hard to do. Thank you. Yeah. Um, you know, obviously this year hasn't gone the way we wanted. Sure. Um, you know, and when I was putting it together, you know, running through my head is com crushing all everything that I wanted to do all year into one match. And, yeah. <laughs> uh, and also just make it, you know, you know, you want that anniversary show to feel really important as well. Yeah. So the best way to create stories is through that rumble jack but i knew with time not being on our side for this year that um that it had to be flawless in the storytelling because that was the only way people were going to care about some of the matches at the anniversary show mm -hmm. so it just took a lot of time to write stuff and um bouncing some ideas off people and it, it all just came together and um yeah, like I said, you know, I think we really did put the foundation in place for the anniversary show, and uh, that was the main goal, so. You know, I, I got to tell you, I got a little nervous at one point because, you know, it, you kind of teased that Gary might actually enter the Rumble Jack at one point. Uh, <laughs> Nathan actually did enter the Rumble Jack right, at one yeah. point, and I'm thinking to myself, wait a second, I'm looking at GB going – well, we're not going to, like, get surprised here. We're like, all of a sudden, our name is going to pop up on the screen. <laughs> right. And I'm going to have to jump in here. <laughs> so, so just thank you for not going that extra step and, and putting us in there because no, nobody wants to see that. Trust me. Oh, hilarious. Yeah. When, you're, when you're booking something like this, it's like you want to build those stories and you want to have those moments, but you also want to make memories. And, you know, um, even if it's just for the person, for, like, instance, Nathan – you know, that's something, you know, he'll, uh, he'll never forget for sure. That's so, for sure. Um, neither, neither will we. <laughs> right. So you, you just want to combine a, an important match as the Rumble Jack as you're wrestling for a number one contender uh, shot. But you also want to have those moments and, and get excited and the fans get excited and, um, you know, just like the Royal Rumble or anything else, you just, you want to feel those memories and moments and, you know, give people something to talk about for a long time afterwards. There was, there was plenty of moments, but one that just popped in my head was uh, a debut of a guy, the monster, the seven foot tall monster, Austin Towers and yeah. Joe Black eliminating him, which right. had shades, a little bit of shades of Benoit Big Show back in yes. the day. And so, uh, I mean, that was just awesome. But, yeah, you talk about little moments within the match that stand out, and that was definitely one of them. Um, speaking of which, gosh, we got, we got to get Austin Towers back sometime. And, and could you imagine, like, the different matchups, like him oh. versus a Logan Creed or him versus a Judas or something right. like that? Just like that, that guy, whew, he was intimidating, dude. That was exciting. He's a big boy, yeah. Yeah. You know, I told him because, um, uh, you know, inside baseball, but – he sent me his theme song, and uh, I was changed it, it. What was it? Well, it's a big. <laughs> <laughs> and was I was just it? like, I just want you to feel like like a monster. So, yeah. um, and 
And that's what I think he went out there and did the job. And, you know, we had the pleasure of having Elijah Burke in the, uh, in the back. And, I, I was um, going to ask you about that. T talk to us a little bit about uh, him being there and kind of like uh, how he was with all the guys. I heard he was uh, being great and giving some yeah, advice and everything. Yeah. I mean, he literally took almost everyone to the side and gave them feedback and, and stuff like that. And, you know, he's very impressed with Austin Towers and he's very impressed with the booking, but also being able to have Austin Towers look that big, but also, you know, Joe Black would go on to win it. So it made Joe even look just as good. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, those are just a little, you know, he, <laughs> he was, uh, he couldn't believe how much uh, was written out and literally from A to Z. So, um, yeah, that was pretty cool. So, yeah. Did was there anything in particular he told you, like any yeah. uh, good or bad that that really stood out to you that you went, oh wow, you know, I didn't think about that. Yeah, I mean, we, I mean, we definitely talked, and uh, I definitely took stuff that I would use going forward. Um, but when he came, when it came to the Rumble Jack match itself, he was just super impressed, wow. and um, and like I said, you know, for him to you know pull matches aside and give them advice you know i know for for them uh the boys it meant a lot yeah. so you it's always great to have a veteran like that in the background mm -hmm. especially unexpectedly you know not no one knew it was coming so uh that was really cool that is pretty amazing and it, it made for an incredible night um and certainly i think the path and trajectory for shw certainly going throughout the rest of the year is really really solid i'm curious because you know if anybody follows you on facebook like it, man any wrestler alive you have a picture with like everybody <laughs> alive or if they're no longer here you have found a way to have a picture with them how did you end up doing that? And how did that turn into you being a part of the business? Yeah, I mean, you know, since I was, you know, I don't even have like a first memory of professional wrestling. I just always remember being obsessed. Yeah. So um, I started going to autograph signings when I was probably 13 or 14. Okay. And, um, and then I just never lost the you know, when you get in the wrestling business, they say, you know, you don't want to be a mark or take pictures and stuff. But uh, I never lost sleep not having a picture with someone. So, <laughs> um, you know, if there was that moment where I wouldn't have that picture, you know, if I wouldn't have had that picture with Bullet Bob this mm -hmm. past week, uh, you know, I would be kicking myself in the butt now. So yeah. um, I'm appreciative. I mean, I've learned, you know, I know how to separate the business but you know i appreciate those moments and you know my mom was really supportive of my wrestling and my love for wrestling so she would take me to autograph signings all the time and um so and i met you know hundreds of wrestlers and and you know some of the greatest of all time you know so it's been it's been a really amazing experience wrestling's done so much for me on so many different levels from being a fan from putting on my own shows to working with AEW and my dream job of video editing for them. Um, it's hey, just, hey, hey you, you can you, mention you also appeared in the ring for them as well. Yeah, that too. Yeah. I mean, having that moment. <laughs> no big deal. No big deal. <laughs> yeah. I mean, having that moment is just, you know, something I would never thought would have happened. So those are just, I mean, if you wrote it all out on paper, I mean, you would just think, it was all meant to be the way it is. So yeah. everything's happened for a reason, the way it's happened, mm -hmm. um, you know, the connections with DDP and, and it just feels like everything was supposed to get where we are right now and yeah. um, continues to. So, so I'm, I'm very curious about this because, you know, a lot of times when you have a, a dream profession, whether it's the wrestling business, the music industry, entertainment of any sort, uh, sport, uh, the path there can sometimes be really challenging and weird and, and get into that point where you think you might actually make it. You know what I mean? Right. So how does this parlay into you landing this job with AEW? Because for many AEW right now is what everybody has wanted to see happen. 
and right. you're like literally in on the ground floor. How did that come to be? Yeah, I mean, I mean, it all started with my connection with Dallas. Wow. Um, I met Dallas when I was 15 years old, and um, you know, we had a friendship, and then it led to me working for him, mm-hmm. uh, editing the Resurrection of Jake the Snake, wow. um, being on the ground floor for that, for that, and then, um, you know, Cody had this idea for, or they were going with uh, AEW and Dallas kept pushing uh, our production team onto him and uh, that's kind of you know when it came to leading up to Double or Nothing they had you know they didn't have TV yet and they didn't have ways to build the stories and stuff except but um, being the elite Mm -hmm. so and for to build to something like that you just need a little bit more and so we started the road to series, the road to uh, double or nothing. Mm-hmm. And uh, doing that, I mean, we literally built a uh, double or nothing through that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I even tell people that being in the ring at double or nothing was special, but watching that Cody and Dustin package before the match that they put on, um that followed it was i mean i had you know tears in my eyes when that video played on the screen um just because i i knew that i was part of something special that night and leading up to that doing all those videos going uh through two double or nothing so and then you know since then still um they still kept using us and um you know i actually still i still technically work for ddp Mm-hmm. But um, I just get blessed to be able to work on packages. Mm-hmm. Um, we're doing stuff for the countdown special this week and stuff like that. So, um, Cody, I think Cody's a real loyal guy. Yeah. And, um, you know, I think that's why we're still around. And plus, we, you know, helped and proven that, you know, we can do some good work. So, mm-hmm. you know, the dream job of when I got into editing, um, I never thought, well, none of us ever thought there would be competition for the WWE yeah, and sure, to, be, sure. to be on the ground floor for that. It's just been amazing. And um, I couldn't be any more blessed um, to have those opportunities. I mean, the first, you know, the first show on TNT after years, I mean, the opening package played and then uh, the the match uh the hype match video mm-hmm. for uh, Cody versus Sammy played. So that was the first bit of wrestling on TNT. Wow. Um, so those are, those are really special moments. Um, that, yeah, just feel like everything's happened for a reason, you know, like I said, mm-hmm. it's so surreal too. And I know it is for you definitely, but even for us, just because we know you, you know, it's like that. What's the game? The, seven degrees of the kevin oh, yeah, six things, degrees of separation <laughs> whatever yeah. whatever it is which <laughs> like, which i met by the way so did you, of course i saw your picture that's what made <laughs> me graduate that's wow. that's for all unions <laughs> yeah wow so but that's what like uh any kind of degree of anything is like us with dylan we're like well dylan mm-hmm. knows this guy and this guy this guy this guy this guy mm-hmm. but um no man you talked about uh double or nothing being the first big thing and, and I remember I got the pleasure of actually going down to a DDPY a performance center down there in Smyrna. Uh, Pat, uh, our buddy, our former ring announcer, Pat yeah. McDermott, who we all miss dearly. Uh, shout out to Pat. But he, like, kind of put together a little viewing party down there uh, for Double or Nothing. And so I know you were super proud and getting teary-eyed being there at the event and seeing your work. And then, of course, you were in the Casino Battle Royale and all that. But we were all there at the at the performance center watching that and i'm pretty sure we all had tears in our eyes too like getting choked up like that's our boy you know like those we we know him like that's amazing and so um we were were super proud of you for that and just i can't even imagine how cool all of this has been this last like year and a half or however long it's been it's got to been so surreal such a a whirlwind it seems like yeah i mean like like i said just being a wrestling fan my entire life um and then, you know, the wrestling scene dries up a little bit and you just never think that something like this is going to happen. And then then you're a part of it. 
you know, you know, as a fan, as an employee, or, as, or just being a part of the ground floor and, um, you know, throwing ideas out there sometimes, you know, I've had some ideas picked up that would be part of stories or something. Right. Not often, but it's happened. And it's just a cool, it's a really cool feeling. Yeah. Yeah. That's so let me ask you this. You mentioned something that I thought about uh, when you talked about that period where of course there really was no competition for WWE, the indie scene had kind of dried up, you know, after the Monday night wars and all those types of things. And so really in the last five years or so, we've seen such a renaissance and a renewing uh, for pro wrestling in general, whether it be the Indies or New Japan or now what we're seeing, of course, with AEW. So I've got to ask you this now that we are, I won't say through the pandemic, but we're certainly starting to come on the other side of it. What do you think is the state of pro wrestling right now? I mean, you have a very unique view uh, being a part of AEW, running SHW and the like. What do you think is the state of, of pro wrestling right now? Hmm. Yeah, I mean, that's hard to say right now because of everything. You know, my vision for professional wrestling, even for indie wrestling, has always been what I'm doing with Southern Honor. Mm -hmm. So, and, you know, a lot of that was I ended up doing for AEW. So, like, and you know, I had a couple months head start with Southern Honor. Mm -hmm. um, but doing those packages on, like, Joe Black and – you know, creating stories that were real life and and you, you see that stuff in AEW. So, you know, I think the vision has always been there for me. And it's, you know, when AEW started coming along, it was good to know that there's other people with the same vision. And, um, you know, that's just creating just a modern feel of wrestling, a more up-to-date, um, real-life feel. And... You know, especially, you know, working with Cody so much. I mean, the Cody and Dustin stuff was so real life. Mm -hmm. And then even the C Cody and Spears and just Cody's ability to tell stories. And I think, like, and I don't want to just harp on Cody, but, yeah. but I feel like that's what wrestling is. And mm -hmm. it is telling stories and it is entertainment, but it's also just, it's got to feel like real. It's got to be something you can connect with. and. um so when it comes to the state of pro wrestling, you were, were definitely in a, I would say coming out of 2019 was exciting because we had all this competition and, you know, I don't want to say that we upped the game in Georgia wrestling, but we, but upped, we, the game in, we upped the game in Georgia wrestling. I was going to yeah. say, you, you can say it. This is, a, this is an SHW I'm very, podcast. I'm more humble than uh, Gary is. <laughs> yeah. Uh, when it comes you, to this you, stuff. You, you don't say. <laughs> but but it was also exciting coming in. And, you know, I just said this to, to someone the other day when they asked me about the Georgia Wrestling History Awards. Even coming off this show, you know, if it does feel like no matter what happens in 2020, it's going to have an asterisk beside it. And um, I feel like there was so much potential for us to even get better because we know that everyone, like there's other companies that were getting better or, or trying to get better, or at least spending a little bit of mo more money than they usually would to try to compete. And, you know, if that happens to me, like if someone comes in as if we have the money or not, you know, I'm always going to try to compete um, when it comes to production or anything like that. You know, if someone books has a show that just looks better than ours, match-wise, I'm, I'm going to try to up our game. And, you know, I, I never feel like, you know, in two years, I don't think we've ever been complacent. I think we've always strived to top, top our next show. Um, so I think that's the mindset that we have. Yeah. And um, is to never be complacent and, you know, it gets to the point where you're your own competition and uh, you want everyone else to get better too, but you just want wrestling and in, in general to keep going, uh, rising. So, um, you know, we're definitely in a recovery stage when it comes to COVID and everything else. But I think we proved this week that 
what was going on before the pandemic is still there. It's just everyone has a little bit more fears or whatnot because they have to. Yeah. So I, I don't think it's it didn't hurt us, obviously. It didn't kill Georgia wrestling or wrestling in general. Um, for the longest time, professional wrestling on TV was the only entertainment that anyone that was wanted some kind of sports feel had. So. Right. Um, so I think, I think we're still in that stage where we're like on a break of a boom. So it's kind of how I feel. Awesome. I agree. I mean, I kind of feel, you know, to your point, not only with SHW, but with AEW as well, like AEW was on such a roll <laughs> when the pandemic hit and the same thing with us, with SHW, like we were on such a roll. And like you said, coming off of 2019, sweeping all the awards and then we you know, had to slam on the brakes in March. Right. And, you know, I've heard people, too, talking about uh, whether or not they're, they're still kind of deciding if they're going to do the, the Georgia Wrestling History Awards this year. And if they do, like you said, will everything just end up with an asterisk, you know, next to it? But right. uh, And I've also heard people talking about if they do the awards, then they're only going to really look at uh, this month through the end of the year. Because everybody's like, oh, well, the, everybody forgot about the beginning of the year. But I'm like, you can't do that because SHW had three amazing shows, January, February, March. So I'm like, you got to count those. I mean, it, for my money, Joe Black and William Huckabee in that dog collar match, which ended through the car windshield. Mm-hmm. I know it was only in January, but there's your match of the year contender right there. Right, for sure. Already. So what are your thoughts on that? Like, well, you definitely, I would think, would want to include those three uh, shows at the top of the year, right? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I mean, every show we do, I believe, is a contender for show of the year or something like that. So, um, and you can't forget what Joe and Huck did. I mean, maybe right now when you're like, when you're assessing things and you're talking about it, it's not fresh in your mind. But if you, if you go back and, and really look at what we've done, um, yeah, what Joe and Huck did, you know, in January is one of the, you know, craziest things ever. So, um, and the story that went behind that. And, you know, the story was 2019, but, you know, that match is definitely contender for match of the year. So, um, yeah, I mean, I feel like everything's going to have an asterisk. It just, you know, we had so much planned um, for this year. You know, with RSCI and you know, we I had was a so lot of- bummed. I was so bummed, yeah. and, and I know it's nobody's fault, but it's just like it had such the build. We we hadn't even really started to build it yet, yeah. <clears throat> other than you had announced a few little things, and we were so excited. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Gary, we had Gary on the podcast, you know, several weeks back. Uh, actually, I guess it was right when we announced that the Rumble Jack was returning. So, yeah. whenever that was, back in July, maybe, mm-hmm. and we asked him about SCI, like when that could possibly come back. And he said, at this point, it's just going to, you know, 2021, like there's no way to really get it by the end of this year. So I totally get that. And it makes sense. Yeah. We, I mean, the decision was to go with the rumble Jack this year. And um, because the plan was, there was going to be no rumble Jack again. And, um, but it was kind of a pivot because of the SCI, not having the SCI um and needing to build those stories for the anniversary show it just felt like the logical thing to do um was to be able to build stories not coming out of this so um but like i said we had so much planned for this year and you know we had that competition and you know me and todd sexton as much as everyone hates to say is i feel like we respect each other um i think he proved that by coming to our show and and um just from the conversations we had and you know but I think we respect the competition with each other and you can't ignore um you know what another company was doing in Atlanta too you know and they were up in their production game to try to compete with us and um so I just feel like that just helps everyone so um you know I definitely am a guy that that enjoys the competition and I enjoy seeing other people succeed too. So um, don't tell Gary. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know what? Just real quick, uh, GB, and then I'll let you jump in here. But yeah. I uh, selfishly, I'm just going to say this. So 
there's never really been a commentary team award for the Georgia Wrestling History Awards. Normally, it's like a, it's a ring announcer award. It's, right. you know, it's not an actual specific commentary team deal. But I remember them talking about, okay, so I think for next year, we're going to actually make that a category. And, of course, yep. now's the year where they might not even have the award. So I'm like, really? Of all the years when I know that me and GB would have run away with it. But, hey, I'm not saying. I'm just saying. I don't know if you guys watched uh, Full Disclosure this week, but uh, Stephen Platinum puts both of you guys over very strong in that. Oh, yeah? Yeah. So wow, definitely right check on. out that. And I'm you know, just talking about Stephen Platinum, you know, he put up the Rumble Jack as well. Like, you know, I have so much respect for that guy and, you know, um, in full disclosure. And those are the, those are the little things that, you know, because the competition that we were having last year mm-hmm. and, you know, those uh, definitely up the, you know, competition and, you know, his opinion on things and the Georgia Wrestling History Awards. And so those are, I mean, you know, I used to run shows in Pennsylvania and stuff, okay. and I just don't feel like you have that that competition, that competition feel, and yeah. you don't have people trying to push push you to be better, mm-hmm. or you don't have the will to make your shows better because no matter what you're doing, it's already better than someone somewhere else. So, um, I think that makes Georgia stand out and you know I don't know what the indie scene looks in other other places but um I think we definitely have a a really unique community indie wrestling here um that hopefully one day will be seen more for sure yeah I mean we got guys like Joe Black and and Corey Hollis when they're left off the PWI um (sighs) You know, that's kind of – it's a real bummer. But then you have guys that bust their ass like Ash and Star that deserve it and Sean yeah. Dean, mm-hmm. and they are getting seen. So I think it's just a matter of time, mm-hmm. um, which is, you know, crazy to say about guys like Joe and Corey who have been around forever and just haven't been – it's just about being seen, I guess. So mm-hmm. – um, and that's why I hated this year because I had plans on on doing things like that that I would think or wanted to at least get eyes on the product, but more so eyes on the guys. Um, So, you know, this year has been, uh, it is what it is. And, and I was, you know, when it comes to Georgia awards, you know, even though I believe about the asterisk and stuff, you know, it doesn't, every show I do, I'm striving to be the best. And um, so, you know, I, I'm booking like the awards are, in place and everything mm-hmm. so um but even if there was no awards at, at all i feel the same way yeah you know there's a there's a lot to be said for that um because i know most of us don't do what we do for awards we do it obviously because we love it and right. there's the hope that uh in fact the award is that the fans enjoy what we're doing and that yeah. they continue to come back for more um that announcer word would be cool though but uh, you know like it's <laughs> see, just see right just saying. but i mean the, the point of it to your point is that the fans really are our reward um I, I am intrigued by the comment that you made relative to competition because i do think competition i mean it if we look at wwe i think one of the reasons aew had to happen was because wwe had gotten a bit complacent in their right. product in their presentation and the people wanted more and whether that came from new japan or several other places independent promotions eventually forming aew uh that brought this competition and and made it a whole lot better so i want to ask you um with seeing that aew has helped to push wwe and seeing that shw has helped to push a lot of other georgia and independent wrestling spaces for you what do you think SHW needs to do in order to get even better? Um, I don't know. I think. I mean, I think we just keep doing what we're doing. Yeah. Um, those those things uh, just just come like they just come. You learn them on the way. Yeah. You might not. I might not necessarily know 
what the next step is to sure. take it to another level, but um, I will learn it or someone will teach it to me or I'll figure it out on the way. Yeah. So those are, you know, it, it's all, it's all been a figure it out on the way type of deal um, when it comes to getting better. Um, like for instance, our first year, you know, I thought we were doing great. And then I would hear someone like Stephen Platinum, you know, tear something apart or, or something like that. And then it just made me think, and then I figured out <laughs> what to do next or how I was going to up our game or, and continue continuously listening to the crowd. And I mean, and sometimes you got to listen to, to one guy instead of the crowd because our crowd will never, has never dissed our product or, I mean, in other times you got to listen to the crowd and not listen to the critics. Yeah. And so finding that balance has been a challenge okay. um, because you know, you want to respect your peers, but the only thing that sometimes matters is the crowd and vice versa. So when it comes to what should, what do we need to do, but what do we need to do to get better? I'm not sure because if I knew we'd be doing it. So <laughs> that's fair. Yeah. I think, I think it's just one of those things that you just continuously learn on the way. Yeah. Yeah. And one of the things that I've, I've learned just, you know, when you're an entrepreneur and those types of things is a lot of times you don't know until, you know, you know, right. and uh, because we often fight to put out the best product possible. Um, it's not until either you get exposed to something or somebody mentions an idea to you, right. or even you have that thought that goes, wow, how about we do that? Or right. how about we do that? That's when you, when you get to see it, you know, the competition thing is so interesting because at the top of the year for all the things that have gone awry, one thing that I think was amazing was us getting to be a part of that IWTV platform. Right. Um, I really felt and still feel like, you know, I've always felt like SHW was one of those things that people need to see because it's mm -hmm. so good. And now they get that opportunity to see it. Talk about in your mind, what landing that deal with IWTV meant for SHW and where you think that's going to take the product in the next year or two? Yeah, I mean, never know. Um, I don't know how much it meant for Southern Honor at this point because our, our heart is our crowd. Okay. Our heart is the people that come to our show. Okay. But I know that it's very important to the boys it's important for to get eyes on someone like joe black or mm -hmm. or corey hollis or yeah. you know logan creed or what whoever any of our guys i would put up there <laughs> gerard uh, or brandon <laughs> oh my god <laughs> don't what, push us <laughs> no i had something in my throat what happened <laughs> oh my god i'm just kidding go ahead <laughs> but it only you know it only takes it only takes a set of eyes mm -hmm. to change someone's career you know so yeah. and um you know, it only takes one. I mean, look how many uh, of those shows over WrestleMania weekend that Joey Janela would put on, and then you have one breakout star. And for instance, Jungle Boy, and now where's you know where he's at? So, right. Um, those are the kind of things that something like IWTV or any streaming uh, has because you have a wide base. You know. Mm -hmm. um, so th those are the cool things. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Like I said, you you don't know what's next for Southern Honor and, and until it comes, I guess. Mm -hmm. So when it comes to that, but um, definitely getting eyes on the guys is is the the benefit of something like that for sure. Yeah, yeah. That's, I mean, I know a lot of the guys were super excited when we were and when we did something like that. So yeah, and it's 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 fun. I know from my perspective and some of the audiences that we have um when you have people who either can't get to the show or who have been hearing this rumbling you know right. they're like where can i see it you know so it's it's a it's a cool thing and i i think in just my little two cents is it's one of those scenarios that again puts it in front of more eyes creates even more of a fan base so that uh, i mean i know people who have made decisions to say hey i'm going to plan a trip to atlanta on the first Friday of the month right. so I can go to SHW, you yeah. know? So those kinds of things I think end up being cool and end up, you know, obviously getting more eyes on the product, which again, nobody's ever mad at that, you know right. what I mean? And well, then you have, you know, 
in a situation like now with the pandemic, someone that wasn't feeling comfortable to come to the show, mm-hmm. you know, they have that opportunity to, to see the show. I mean, right. it's a couple of days later, but, you know, it's still enjoyable. And, yeah. you know, with our production, I believe, you know, sometimes it's, I think with our production, it, it, it gives you the opportunity to sit down and feel, you know, I've sat down and just felt like I'm watching a, you know, a wrestling show. Yeah. And yeah. Um, with the music videos and entrance videos and things like that. And mm-hmm. in the, in the commentary and the, in the production and just the feel in general just feels big time in a way. Yes. So, yes. um, and you kind of get lost that it's an indie show. Right. So, um, you know, that's been really cool. And, you know, going back to competition, going on I, something like IWTV where everyone's striving to continue to get better and whatnot, you know, you can compare Southern Honor with a lot of those companies and and know that you're kind of ahead of the game yes. in, in, in that field. And then, then you have people that reach out, um, you know, either through IWTV or they just seen Southern Honor in general and say like, man, your production's so great. I mean, your, your production's, you know, if not better than Ring of Honor. And, mm-hmm. and th- those kind of comments are just make me keep going and yeah. remember like how special this is. And, mm-hmm. you know, the opportunity to combine my passion for wrestling and my passion for video editing yeah. and production um, to build Southern Honor has has been awesome and and definitely a blessing and it's kind of always been my vision I like I said before I had ran shows before and I just didn't have those opportunities um, to do the video screens and and things like that and to be able to hook up with uh, Gary and and Gary give me that platform to just let me be me and let me I mean when he says that we've never fought or when he says that we, you know, yeah, he stays out of the wrestling side of the business. I mean, it's all true. And I mean, literally, uh, he's the promoter and he gives us an amazing building to perform in. And um, and he stirs a lot of shit and gives me a lot of headaches. But <laughs> he's blessed me with so many opportunities to book who I want truck because you know when i was came here i just i knew there was so much talent in georgia Mm -hmm. and to be able to put all of them on one show and add my production value our team's production value from ddp and and the guys that i work with and um in my editing and um it's just been really good to combine those two passions and it's always like i said always been my vision to build what we are building um with southern honor yeah i love it just want to tell you real quick i mean we've you know we, this is an shw podcast we're all shw homers and we're all putting ourselves over like crazy like with shw is great we all know it is and it's fantastic but i just want to thank you while we have you on here for letting us uh do what we love like just do something that we love and, and yeah. uh it's just been a blast and you know i i got to do it since the very first show and i know gb jumped on last year with us uh which has been great and uh Man, it's just been an absolute blast. GB was showing up late as a fan. And, <laughs> That's right, the very first and, time. And ended up at a commentary booth. The, the, um, the, one, day, the, one, day, the one day he didn't check his uh, the one day I didn't messages. Yeah. yeah. I had been blowing him up all day long, blowing him up. Hey, man, get back to me when you can. Get back to me when you can. Are you going to be at the show? Are you going to be at the show? And then never got a reply. Dylan sees him walking in the door and says, hey, go find Brandon, quick. (laughs) This is like 20 minutes before showtime. It was like, yeah. Um, (laughs) But it worked out, man. It all worked out. It was great. It did. It did. That that day was um, crazy. We heard you guys talking about us on the the faction. Mm -hmm. And... um, and uh, and then I didn't even realize that you were coming to the performance center. Oh wow! And, um, and uh, Gary put you over, and then you know I knew uh, uh, Brandon was talking to you and stuff. So yeah, it was pretty funny. yeah, it it was crazy. That that whole that whole time was just nuts. And I just I am you know like you've been a lifelong wrestling fan. I've been a lifelong wrestling fan, and so this is one of those things that to do it 
is literally a dream come true. So I, again, I thank you regularly, but I thank you again because like this is this is an amazing, amazing opportunity. So thank you. Thank you for being part of this. I mean, same thing with Brandon and, and the Mean Street Podcast. It all started with just giving us a platform to uh, to put our product out there when we didn't know what our product was and um, and to take a chance. And, you know, I always, you know, appreciate the people that were there from the beginning and, you know, especially my wrestlers. And, you know, it might sound crazy when I would ask my wrestlers to come and film at the performance center with a ring in it mm-hmm. and but I just kind of had that vision of knew what I wanted to do. I knew we didn't have any videos. How are we going to create buzz if we couldn't put um, anything out there? You starting from ground zero. So you can't, you can't start from ground zero. You got to build it up. So um, those little things matter in the beginning. Um, Good looking posters matter. Um, Mm -hmm. Good videos matter. So um, it's all very important. Yeah. You know, when it comes to the state of wrestling, like you said earlier, I mean, those are the things we got to continue to approve on right. if you want to be taken seriously. And, right. you know, Southern Honor always wants to be taken seriously. Um, we want you to be able to put our shows up against any show mm-hmm. in, in, in the state or in the country. Yeah. So it's, um, and that's, you know, what we try to do. You never know when AEW wants to create a AEW plus type feel or whatever. Like I heard they were, they were filming another show for impact plus, you know, you never know when those opportunities come across or right. come up. And like you said, you know, you never know when you're going to have eyes on you and stuff like that. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, those things and they just, and they do just come up, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, Yeah. I love it. Well, before we uh, let you go, because we know you're super busy. And by the way, we also know that as this is airing on Friday, you have AEW all out, uh, tomorrow as this is airing mm-hmm. so it'll be on right. saturday so i know yeah. this has been just a super hectic week for you getting ready for all that uh and that's obviously coming off the heels of a huge shw rumble jack but uh we just saw the poster for still here to the two-year anniversary show for shw now granted we had nearly six months off so it it doesn't feel doesn't like feel it's like been a full two years but it really has been two years folks so uh it was october of 2018 when they had the first show uh, and I remember it like it was yesterday. It was a blast, and every show since has been fantastic. So what can you tell us? I mean, obviously, we've seen the poster. Uh, the freaking Rock and Roll Express? Are you kidding me? Yeah. How in the world yeah, did you pull that off? That was, that's awesome. When I moved to Georgia, um, I actually did a lot of training with Robert Gibson. Oh, wow. And um, then uh, – so I've always had that contact, and then – I used to, you know, I've had the Rock and Roll Express work for me up in Pennsylvania before and, you know, no Ricky. And so, um, you know, they're Georgia legends, they're wrestling legends. And, um, you know, Robert Gibson was in the Rumble Jack of last year. Um, So I just, like I said earlier, I just, every show matters this year because there's only three or four left. And um, I know that, when you come to our building right now in the pandemic, you're taking a chance to come see Southern Honor. And I want to make every show worth coming to see. And um, so doing those little things like like that, or even Brian Pillman Jr. on the next show, mm-hmm. but matches like Logan and Gunner um, finally happening, or Joe and Corey, two of the best wrestlers, um, in in the south and uh i just wanted to make it feel special you got you know you got uh ben buchanan who stood out oh yeah and stands out and is gonna be i mean he's 19 years old he's gonna he's gonna be the future of wrestling i believe you know he's just got that that presence so Mm -hmm. um to have and you know he's wrestling a legend and a veteran and judas and then you got i mean Owen Knight is probably the most underrated wrestler in Georgia besides, you know, Andrew Black. But, um, I mean, Owen is so underrated. Yeah. And then you have David Ali, who's been just going balls to the wall to get himself over no matter where he is or what he's doing. And, um, you know, he's taking a chance on himself. When no one else was promoting him, he was promoting himself. And 
and that's all that hard work's paying off. And, um, you know, we have those matches and um, very excited for it. And like I said, it's just, if you're going to take a chance to come see us, I want you to know that, that we're going to put the work in to, to provide that show that's worth going to see, um, worth, um, nothing's worth your health, but worth taking those chances. And, um, and you have the opportunity to create your own safe environment. We put those in place. And um, I think October 2nd is going to be a very special night. It's going to be, um, yeah, this wasn't the year we wanted, but um, but we're still here. And, you know, we survived the pandemic, um, we survived drama, and um, and we continue, continue to grow. So definitely looking forward to that show. Um, I'm actually looking forward to sitting back and enjoying that show um, <laughs> and, uh, and just seeing more moments and memories that we can create. So yeah. uh, the anniversary show is always very important and um, it's, it's cool to be there. So it's going to, it's going to be awesome, man. October 2nd action building Canton, Georgia, SHW still here too. And by the way, I know Dylan, you're great at putting all uh, putting the other guys over. So real quick, I want to put you over before we let you go. You can hit up pro wrestling tees. Yes. There you go. Sunny Day. Uh, my friend, my friend Sunny Days. There you yes, go. And I know. Friend. Well, I, you. I thought I figured you were the one that ran his uh, pro wrestling tees shop, so I figured I'd yeah. plug yep. you guys. And you, you got a. That's there's just one. one. There's another one there right there. There's another. How many shirts? You got like three or four shirts up there, don't you? Yeah, um, I got three or four up there. Yeah. So, uh, so definitely check out uh, pro wrestling tees. Search for Sunny Days and uh, social media. Sunny Days SHW at Sunny Days SHW yep. on uh, social media. So you can follow uh, the monster sunny days. Not necessarily Dylan. You just get inside yeah. the sick thoughts of sunny days, I guess. I'll tell you what, though. It was it was fun uh, not not being behind the paint for a night. Um, yeah. It was interesting. Yeah, we've never seen you or, well, I, whatever. We've we broken the fourth wall. You know, what, you've, you know what's going on, folks. Uh, but, yeah, to see Dylan James in the ring at the Rumblejack mm -hmm. was a bit of a different side that we've never seen before. Yeah, for, I mean, for years I was James Dylan and um, – and then you know we created the monster and um just never really been myself in the ring so that was a lot of fun it was a it was a cool moment um yeah. that we created so it was a cool moment to have um and and the crowd still cared so yeah, you yeah. know and they and for them to react like that was real special so um yeah we created a lot of memories and moments that night the rumble jack and um, very appreciative for everyone that worked that show and every fan that came out for that show. Can't thank them enough uh, for taking a chance on us. You know, we hope everyone stayed healthy. We hope everyone continues to stay healthy no matter what you choose to do. And, um, you know, this is just uncertain times. Um, but for, for one night, it was, it was good to feel like I wasn't living in some kind of fear or, yeah. or something. Like, it just all just... It just, felt, it just felt right. It just yeah. felt right. It felt so, right. It felt right to be back and um around, you know, people that I care about and and have that moment. And you know, there was so many other people at that show behind the stage. Guys like Rick Michaels and you know, I know Dave Manders came out and um, you know, and you know, so many other guys that I have respect for. So um, yeah, Friday was a, a special night. There you go, and we're looking forward to another special night, like yes. we said, October 2nd. Yes. Um, uh, GB, any last words uh, before we let Dylan go here? Man, I just, again, appreciate you. I'm excited about what you're building uh, in SHW and all throughout the world of pro wrestling, and uh, as we always say, the best is yet to come, so kudos to you, sir. Yeah, thank you guys for being part of the team, and um, you know, thanks for giving me this platform to thank my fans, and our fans, Southern Honor, and um, we'll we'll continue to to strive to be the best. Absolutely. There you go. Well, we look forward to seeing you, of course, October second. SHW still here too, and also Dylan. Good luck to you with All Out tomorrow night uh, with right. AEW. Uh, Great show. Yeah, looking forward to watching that, and cannot wait. But again, 
SHW still here, October 2nd. Ticket info will be coming soon and all the more, uh, all the other info about the show. So uh, it can't get here fast enough. We've loved having you on with us. And, buddy, we will see you really soon. Yes, Thank sir. you, guys. Thank you. Awesome. Well, there you go. The booker, the man with the pen at uh, SHW, the man behind all the madness that is Southern Honor Wrestling. Dylan, are we just saying Dylan? We're not, we're dropping the last names. Yeah, we're saying Dylan, you know, he's, he's He's Cesaro. He's such a, he's such a diva, like Cher (laughs) or Madonna or. Now I said Cesaro and you go to Madonna and Cher. That's so funny. Well, it's more, it's more diva, diva like. (laughs) So be it. Now that was, that was a lot of fun. And uh, I love stories like that because it does show again, wrestling fan or not, your dreams can come true. You know, you just stick with it, and it's amazing how the path will seemingly chart itself. So uh, I totally, totally enjoyed that. And, of course, if you guys missed the Rumble Jack or anything else SHW, super easy to check out. IWTV is the place to go, independentwrestling.tv. $10 a month. You use SHW as your promo code. You get the first five days free. You can check out all of our shows there, including the Rumble Jack, Last year's Rumble Jack, last year's anniversary, all of this year's shows, it's all there. Check it out, IWTV, available wherever you stream your stuff. Check yeah. it out. You look at a Roku, look at it on your iPhone, whatever. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and, you know, Apple we talked TV, about, all those places. Yeah, exactly. And we talked with Dylan about, too, about the first uh, three shows of 2020 mm-hmm. that, you know, we feel like are, are like, there's a bad rap here where everybody's like kind of forgetting about those shows. The thing is, those were amazing. Those were three amazing shows. And so of course yeah. those are on IWTV and you can go back and check those out. Do not forget those shows. They're, they were incredible. They, I mean, if you go back and watch them, you'll see how amazing. And it's funny because, you know, everybody's talking about the Joe versus Huck match, which definitely is a match of the year candidate. But you could really make the argument in terms of other match of the year candidates, the whole Ashton star, uh, Corey Hollis match, uh, could be there the tag team title match inside the steel cage that I mean like there's a lot of options you can pick from in terms of the match of the year but they're all on IWTV exactly and uh, we can't wait for you guys to join us at the next show and of course we've got we're going to be putting out more podcasts between now and then so we'll be yes. pumping this thing up October 2nd SHW still here too and uh, we cannot wait Uh, for you guys to join us for that. But in the meantime, uh, we will be back here again in the coming weeks with more of SHW. This is our wrestling. We want to thank our guest this week, Dylan. Yes. Frymeyer James, sunny days, whatever, (laughs) or just, or just Dylan. Uh, But man, uh, what a, what a fun interview with him. So, uh, GB, anything else to tell the fans before we let them go this uh, week? Now we're going to get out of here. It's been a great, great week. Uh, we've lost some amazing people. Bullet Bob Armstrong. Uh, oh, man, I, I can't even talk about Black Panther a whole lot right now. But, uh, yeah, we've lost a lot of incredible, incredible, incredible people. So just keep your loved ones safe and uh, value the people that you see because you just you just don't know. 2020 has been that kind of year. There you go. Hug your loved ones and uh, – just, uh, yeah, man, 2020 has been, been rough, but you know what? We're getting through it, and yes. we had a great show last week with Rumble Jack. We got another one coming up October 2nd. Yes. And, uh, but, hey, you know what? I'm going to get prepared to watch AEW All Out here tomorrow night. So I am, too. I, I'm going to have the house to myself. I'll Ooh. be watching it all by myself. It'll be wonderful. <laughs> well, there you go. Shout well, out hey. Chadwick Boseman. Yeah. There you go, Chadwick Boseman for sure. And uh, hey, you know what? We will see you next week. But until then, this has been SHW. This is our wrestling. We'll see you next time, guys. Bye.